Welcome to KJV Cafe, where the truths of God's Word come alive. Grab a hot cup of coffee or tea and spend some time learning about our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Listen now to Pastor Clark Covington of Heartland Community Baptist Church as he explores great insights from the Word of God. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Pastor Clark Covington here with another message. KJV Cafe. Hopefully you're having a great day, a great week. Maybe you got a cup of joe there. Maybe you got some hot tea, got some decaffeinated tea because a little bit later in the day and I don't want to be up all night. Uh, I'm I'm some dumb, but not plum dumb. I used to, man, I'd probably drink coffee at this hour, almost coming up on an evening time when I was younger. And then I wonder why I couldn't sleep. Well, I figured it out. Only took me a little while. But speaking of uh, not being able to sleep or any other ailment, Today, we are talking about Jesus, the great physician. Amen. Uh, Jesus is so good. He is the great healer. And I promise you, if you stay tuned in here, don't change that dial. Don't change the channel. Maybe say, oh, here comes the preacher. Let me find something on the radio. No, 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 no. You will be missing out. Don't miss a blessing, friend. Today, we're talking about Jesus, the great physician. It blesses me just to speak on it, just to preach on it. It'll bless you to hear it that Jesus Christ is the great physician. And as I spoke about last episode, if you don't know him, amen, you must know him, you must accept him as savior to be healed uh, and to be forever saved from damnation and hell. Hell is a real place, amen. Jesus himself speaks of hell many times in the Bible. It's a real place. He tells us there's gnashing of teeth there. There's torment eternally, forever. There's darkness Look, you don't want to go there. To be saved, you simply need to trust in Jesus Christ. Mark 2, 17, when Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, they that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so Jesus is saying, look, if you can figure things out for yourself, you know how to save yourself, go ahead. But he's kind of being facetious in that regard because we all need him. And so if we realize we all need him, Romans uh, 3.23 tells us that, you know, look, we all need Jesus Christ. We realize our need for Jesus Christ. Then we're going to turn to him to be saved. Uh, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. We've all sinned. We realize our sin nature. We realize that Jesus Christ took our sins onto him, amen, and suffered and died and bled on the cross at Calvary and was buried three days, and was risen again by God miraculously on the third day, walked the earth 40 days and 40 nights, was seen by over 500, and ascended up to heaven, where today he's at the right hand of the Father. We realize what Jesus did for us on the cross. We realize our sin nature. We put two and two together and say, okay, Jesus, he took upon himself sin, the form of man, lowly man, amen. He was born in a manger. He wasn't born in a hotel. He wasn't born in some high-class establishment. He was born in a manger. There was no room for him in the inn, amen. Uh, he had asked Peter to show him a penny, amen. Uh, he was of no good report, uh, as in he didn't look like some handsome Hollywood star. Uh, he didn't have uh, a place to lay his head at night. He came from Nazareth. And Nathaniel, I believe it was, that said, what, what good can come from Nazareth? He came from a know-nothing town, amen. He was the son of a carpenter, on and on and on. Jesus Christ did all of that, came in that regard, and suffered and was obedient. He was humiliated. He was he was he went through so much hardship and, and dealt with so much unbelief, especially from the religious crowd. He did all of that so that he could heal you, that he could heal me, that he could offer us reconciliation to God. 
So Jesus Christ is our Savior, and he is the great physician. And if you've been saved, thank God for it, purpose in your life to tell others about him every chance you get. And if you haven't been saved, let today be the day that you call upon the name of the Lord. Let today be the day that you be saved, amen. That is the most important thing that you can do. And all we can do, people say, well, what can I do to get to heaven? Well, you can't act good. You can't join a church to get to heaven. You can't even be baptized to get to heaven. The only way to heaven is to trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's to believe, to have faith. We are justified by faith. Secondly, Jesus Christ, the great physician, is our Redeemer and Healer. Psalm 147, verse 3. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Look, this is so true. I could testify to this, that Jesus Christ heals the brokenhearted. You know, I was suffering from a broken heart. As a young person, I grew up in a broken home. My home was wrecked and ravished by sin. People say sin's fun or sin's no big deal. Hey, come down to my house when I was five, six, seven years old and see the heartbreak. See, where's dad? You know, where's, where's mom sometimes? What's going on? How are we going to pay this bill? What are we going to do? Why, why, why are we fighting all the time? How are we going to get to school? How are we going to get school supplies? Come on, come see what sin did to my household, okay? And then from that point on, becoming rebellious and getting into alcohol and problems of every type and fights and all manner of bad things and rebelling and just being so angry and having so much trouble in my life that seemed like I was plagued with it. And one day I trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I believe that day I was saved. But I was hard-headed and stupid and ignorant and not wanting to learn. I was back off in the world for nearly 10 years. And then finally, at the point where I was literally just not even wanting to live anymore, I gave my life to the Lord. I said, Lord, anything I have is yours. Whatever you want to do with it, please just get me out of this rut. Save me. And at that point, I believe is when the Lord could use me. I believe I was saved. I believe God's a God of his word. And that when I walked down and, and gave my life to the Lord at that altar there at that church in South Columbia, South Carolina, I believe the Lord saved me. But I believe I wasn't able to be used by God until I was really at my rock bottom. Amen. I mean rock bottom. And I uh, had so much sin in my life and so much brokenness. And that's when God stepped in. And miraculous thing after miraculous thing. And I just mean cleaning up my mess, which I couldn't clean up on my own. And he helped me. And he called me into the ministry in so many different facets and ways. And he binded up that wound. He healed that broken heart of mine. He truly showed that he is the great physician. In my early days, serving the Lord and just getting right with God and, and meeting other people and telling them, hey, I know where you're at. You know, people that were in a bad place. I said, I was just there, amen. Uh, they used to go down when I was at, at my old church before the Lord called me to plant a church. Uh, we had a ministry there, Crossroads Rescue Mission in uh, Shelby, North Carolina, the men's uh, mission there where they go uh, to, to get rid of drug addiction, alcohol addiction. And I would say these are more severe cases. Uh, and many men in there, and I, I got to preach there uh, a good bit. Amen. Uh, and I would tell those men that there is nothing, no difference between them where they're sitting and where I was standing, and I should be sitting with them in every regard. And the only thing that kept me from there, from getting to that point, was simply the blood of Jesus and accepting him as Savior and trusting him as my Lord and Savior and surrendering to him and asking him to heal me and to help me. And he took away those desires 
for alcohol and for all the other problems that I had in my life, Jesus Christ, he's the one that bound up that broken heart, friend, that healed me, that made me new. Everybody's looking around. They're in the self-help aisle or, you know, they don't go to the bookstore anymore. They're on the app. They're, they're looking for that self-help app app out there. They're looking for uh, some help. They're looking to numb the, the pain. Amen. Look, you don't need to numb it and you don't need the world's help. What you need is Jesus Christ. And what you can get with Jesus Christ is a healed heart. Amen. He'll bind up those wounds. He'll, he'll heal you. He'll give you peace. Let me tell you what that peace is like. It surpasses understanding. So I can't give you total words around it, but it's kind of like when you're young and everything is perfect and you're just happy, happy, happy. That's what it's like to have Jesus in your life. You just kind of want to shout. You just feel like the, the, the God of the universe is just shining from within. And just, I can just think back to those, like, again, those early years, amen. Uh, that joy of my salvation and those early years spent time with my wife, you know, we were first married and, you know, uh, we'd have all night prayer meeting on New Year's Eve and we'd go to IHOP afterwards and I'd be sitting there looking at her and, you know, they would just be sitting there, the two happiest people in the building, amen, we're sober as can be, eating a pancake, you know, but just was like on top of the world because we were there calling the New Year in through prayer, amen, that looks crazy to the world. But yet he is the healer. And as we go to him and as we seek his will and as we serve him and as we live for him and as we forsake the things of the world, oh, how he'll bind us up and he'll heal us. Amen. Oh, he's so good. He's the great physician. There's a peace that only he can provide. There's promises that are uniquely ours that are given from him. Who gives us these promises? God himself in the word gives us all these promises that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that he sticks closer than a brother. Amen. Uh, that we'll spend eternity with him, that he is the light. There's no sun in eternity because there is light from him. Amen. That we are saved by his blood. Amen. That we are made new, that we are new creatures. Amen. That there's no condemnation to those that love the Lord. Uh, on everything that happens is for our good. Romans eight twenty eight. on and on and on. Uh, sometime look up the promises of God, search it up. King James version, of course, the promises of God. I've preached on it many times. The promises of God are incredible and they are healing. They are, they heal us because you think about it. We have physical ailments, right? And that, that is it. There are issues. Amen. My wife is going to have surgery tomorrow. Pre please pray for her. her name is Sue. And, and there, there are physical issues out there. And Jesus Christ, I believe, can heal and will heal when he sees fit. But oftentimes what we're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis is what's happening up in our heads and in our hearts. We're dealing with our thoughts and our emotions. We're broken down by this world and all that's going on. We can't seem to find our way. We have dreams that fall apart. We have plans that never happen. We have friends that let us down. And yet here's Jesus telling us through his word that he is here for us, that he loves us, that he cares for us. Guess what? Here's another promise that he hears our prayers. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that Jesus hears the prayers of the righteous, that he hears the prayers of the righteous. Think about that. If you are living right, you're trying your best to live for him, not perfect, but you're repenting before him, you're asking for forgiveness, he'll hear your prayers. Speaking of forgiveness, the Bible tells us that he... Uh, will forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, the idea of sanctification. 
So we're saved. That's the ultimate healing. And then we're sanctified. We're healed. We're cleansed daily. You know, it's like Jesus, when he washed the disciples, he washed their feet. He didn't have to wash all of them. He just washed their feet. We're already saved. We don't need to be saved again. Once saved, always saved. We believe in eternal security here. Christ died one time for all humanity, for all time, for those that will accept his free gift of salvation. But we need sanctification. Your preacher needs sanctification. Every day, I try to every day, Lord knows. I ask him, Lord, please forgive me for any sins. I'm repenting, Lord. Please forgive me of the sin. I know I've sinned. I know I'm not perfect. Forgive me of those sins and help reveal them to me. Help show me what's standing in the way between us so that I can get that right. And I I won't do it again. I'm sorry, Lord. I want to serve you fully. I want to be close to you. You know, that's biblical. The Bible tells us to draw nigh to him. He'll draw nigh to us and to cleanse our hands. You filthy sinners. We're to cleanse our hands. That's sanctification. So he's the great healer. Amen. He's the great physician. He gives us peace only he can provide. He gives us promises that only he can provide. And we know if it's a promise from God, he'll provide it. He'll see it through. The Bible says there's no variableness with God. That means there's no changing. There's no shadow of turning. God doesn't say, okay, I promise to be with you forever. Oh, I changed my mind. That doesn't happen. Amen. That doesn't happen. God is perfect. And when he tells us a promise, we can take that to the bank. Amen. That's why in my testimony, I believe I was saved even in that difficult time. Surely I believe it because his promise is true. Even though I let him down for some years after, his promise didn't change, okay? He didn't go back on his word. He came to heal the sick, amen? I was sin sick. If you've been saved, you were sin sick. If you haven't been saved, you are sin sick and you need to be saved. Now, once we're saved, he helps us through repentance. He helps us through sanctification, He gives us a hope in a future that is brighter than we can fathom. Think about that. He heals us by giving us hope. What do we need in these times, whether physical illness or mental illness or anything in between? What do we need? We need hope. Where do we find hope? We find hope in Christ. We find hope in Jesus Christ alone, in his heaven, in his plan for us, in a place where evil cannot enter, where sin cannot enter, where sickness cannot enter, where death cannot enter. That is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. That is our eternity for those that have been saved. So trust him today. And if you've trusted him today, think about what you can do to tell others about him and how he is the great physician and how he has helped heal you. Do that today. I thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for visiting the cafe today. Our goal is to inspire you with the truth and depth of God's Word in a straightforward manner. Do you know Jesus? You can today. Visit kjvcafe.com to learn more about God's great plan of salvation for all of mankind. Until next time, remember, as Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 puts it, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness.